Welcome to Medically Speaking Radio. I'm Dr. Mark Vaughn. And I'm Larry Finney. I'm a doctor. And I'm not. Let's get started. All right. And here we are again. Wow, what is today? This is the June 14th, 2020 edition. June 14th. Wow. Okay, so last when was the last time we did a Medically Speaking Radio podcast face-to-face like this. Oh, God, it's been... Medically speaking, I think we're probably talking years. Years. A couple of years, something years. like that. yeah. Much has transpired in those years. Yeah, so we're... We'll, we'll step into that. We'll step into that. We're going to... Enough material for extra shows, and, and oh, trust yeah. me, you'll, you'll, you'll want to listen. But we'll segue into some of it today. Yeah. Now, not to disappoint you listeners, we're going to touch on some COVID stuff. There's not much to say about it because I think the, the stuff keeps changing all the time. I don't think people know what's going to happen. What we're, you know. they, they subscribe to Dr. Vaughn's pod, COVID-19 updates for that. Well, so. well, okay. So for myself, I'm contemplating a, a cross-country plane flight here. Oh, that's something to think about. That is something to think about. And I may have to consult with you tomorrow uh, regarding that, but, but um, we'll, we'll get into that. But, but that said... My sense of, of, of consulting with any medical professional about, oh, should I fly, should I not fly, they kind of go, I, I just, I really don't know what to tell you. I can't say, oh, it's going to be 100% safe, go ahead and do it. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to get a, a definite yes, no, no answer. You're gonna no, get you're just going to have to go, well, of, you weigh your you weigh your options. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's I know. what it is. That's how it is. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about baldness in some form or other. Yeah. So I had run across an article, um, mo- most recent article I ran across, suggested that, um, what was it, Spain or something? I, I, yeah, it, Spain. It was, it was one of these jokey kind of uh, headlines suggesting there, that bald-headed men... There were two countries that, that kind of were talked about. Maybe they weren't in the article you saw, but Spain and the other one was uh, Korea. Okay. And, and men who were bald were less likely to suffer... Um, Serious side effects or serious effects from COVID? Other that, way around. We're more likely to? Yeah. Yeah, in the, in the Spanish study? Oh, oh, that's right, because it was the... Uh, the incidence of baldness in men who were, had uh, COVID-19 or hospitalized or, yeah. or died from it was about twice the incidence of baldness in the general population. Okay, that's what it was. So what we needed to touch on is why do men go bald, generally? Okay, sure. Well... Th- there's only really one type of baldness I'd really want to jump into when yeah. we're talking about that, and that'd be the androgenic alopecia or male hormone-caused baldness. Right. In other words, you got too much, well, you've got testosterone, mm-hmm. and that causes baldness. But it's not necessarily too much testosterone. If you check these people's levels, it's not that they have more testosterone. It's somehow they're more sensitive to it. Okay. And then there's other kinds of baldness, like self-embraced baldness, like I have for the last 20 years. I've shaved my head. Yeah, but if you let it grow out, I know what we're going to see. What? Gray. <laughs> oh, uh, well, it'll be your pattern. You're, yeah. <laughs> and that which grows out will be gray. It's going to be male pattern. Right. So, but I was, I was elated to see this article because <laughs> it said that one of the uh, things to protect you from the COVID is androgen suppression. It did. In other words, to take away one's testosterone, to lower it. To be chemically castrated. Yes. Um, Which I have been. Now, that's got the listeners' attention. Oh, my goodness. Why is Larry... Ratings through the roof. Why is Larry chemically castrated? Court ordered, yeah. 
No, it wasn't. Court, it was not court ordered. Let me. Let's go right. Let's clear that up right now. That is not the case. Um, no, uh, about the uh, middle of last summer, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, metastatic prostate cancer. So, uh, in, in one does not operate on that. It's already out of the bag. It's the cat is out of the bag, so to speak. Well, it's a little above the bat. Never mind. Yeah. So you can treat it with radiation and or, well, in this case, chemotherapy and uh, a shot of something called Lupron, which is an androsuppressant. Yeah. Now. It's um, the anti-testosterone. It's the anti-testosterone. So I get these shots and every three months or so, I think it is. And it suppresses my testosterone. So they've, they've done blood level tests and said, yep, your testosterone is suppressed. But only my wife doesn't know that. <laughs> Nobody's told her. Yeah, you know, no one's told her. I, you know, so so that, that should be encouraging news to some of you out there who think going through this. No, no, it's not over. It's not over till the, the list of adverse effects. Not everybody suffers those. Right. It's not over till you can't make the fat lady sing. <laughs> I'm not saying my wife's fat, okay? I'm not saying say, that. How am I supposed to try? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just that one jumped into my head. Apologies <laughs> to uh, Yogi Berra, but I, I thought that was a that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. Um, okay, so. Um, so how does that relate to COVID nineteen? How does it relate to COVID nineteen? Okay, so um, <laughs> I'm I'm approaching sixty five. I have a comorbidity that. Um, makes me vulnerable to COVID, but some of the things that I'm taking are actually <laughs> helping me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, androsuppression. Yeah. Statins. Yeah. And well, certain blood pressure meds. Yes, that's right. The, uh, th they think the ACE inhibitors yes. or the angiotensin blocker, which we may possibly get into some more explanation of that, depending on how much you want to yeah. delve into the weeds. We don't want to get too, too, too wonky on this, okay. but... But, but those are three things which I'm I'm taking right now. I'm thinking, God, that's the that's like the triple crown. Yeah, I so, could go out and you know make out with a COVID patient and <laughs> and probably be just fine, just fine. What if I pick which one though? Uh, yeah, that that gives me a little. Uh, that <laughs> gives me some uh, pause to okay. think about it. If I get so to pick the one. You, you talked about medicines being thought to be beneficial when we went through the list for people taking the, uh, or people who have COVID-19. It's because they have found that the people on those seem to maybe do better, but we don't know if somebody who doesn't need those medicines already for some kind of condition, if they would do better if they were put on it. No study has been done that shows that. We think maybe it would, mm -hmm. but... But here's the thing. The reason people are put on those medicines is because something's going on in their body. And so it may just be that it's making them be at the same risk as somebody who didn't need those medicines in the first place. Yeah. Hard to say. There's, there's, it, it all points to some kind of inflammation inside of the endothelium or lining of the blood vessels we talked about before. And so you are at higher risk because you have those conditions. The medicines lower your risk is it just because of those conditions or would it lower them even further than if you didn't have those conditions? We don't know. Yeah. So, so it's one of those, I don't know. It's like reading those articles that say, 
Chocolate is good for you. Chocolate is not good for you. Eggs are great for you. Funded by the Egg Advisory Board. Or whatever, you know? <laughs> that's right. I, uh, and that's what you should look at in all these studies, too. Who's, who's paying for it? Who's conducting the study? And all this goofy COVID stuff, it, it's like the, the news changes all the time. Yes. So, well, I figure, okay, in a couple of weeks, again, we're going to know because people went out partying and gathering for Memorial Day. Uh, or they went out uh, throwing bricks or whatever it was they were doing, you know. <laughs> okay. You know rioting and oh, that. gathering in large demonstrations. There was a lot of that. Too. Peacefully or otherwise, but it was great crowds of people running Sometimes around together. chanting. Chanting. Yeah. And we'll not necessarily wearing masks from a lot of the... The one I went to, everyone was wearing a mask, except for the guy who was trying to make trouble. Well, which is interesting because, you know, figure was, if you're going to make trouble, put the mask on. He, <laughs> you don't want he, people to identify you. He, he was from an opposite political point of view from everybody else okay, and whatever. started the conga line. Okay. All right. Well, you know, so I've dropped the C word on our, our listeners. So, COVID? Yeah, no, the cancer word. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we want to get away from COVID talk. Let's, uh, you know, change things up a little bit. So, okay. So anyway, I, in fact, I, I consulted with my, I want to get too far ahead of the game. So the, the treatment protocol <clears throat> is uh, chemotherapy every three weeks on a drug called Taxotere, which is, um, the plant itself is the yew tree, and it's highly, highly toxic, but they can, you know, how they, how they, <laughs> they do the chemical things to these things to, to make them reasonably safe for human beings. So when I go in for my uh, chemo treatment or for my uh, education, they give them this huge binder of, you know, here's what to expect, right? Of course, there's a section on side effects. You may experience one or more of these common side effects, you know, um, baldness. Okay, I got that covered. I mean, shaving <laughs> or, my head. Or uncovered. How, well, however, it, it has finally caught up with me. I have, I have not a feather left on my body. I mean, I'm completely hairless. <laughs> there's, a few, there's a few outposts of, of resistance on my forearms. Oh. But that's about it. You know, that's it. My eyebrows are gone. Everything's, everything's gone. I mean, use your imagination. Um, <clears throat> nausea. Oh, that never happened. Wow. Neuropathy never happened. Um, loss of taste. Now, during this three-week cycle, right at about day four or five, um, things will taste brassy in my mouth. Or just kind of odd. The metallic taste, yeah. Yeah, but it goes away. With some people, it, it grabs on right from day one and never goes away. And everything, and that's your loss of appetite. Well, with me, I'll, I'll see a category of foods that I don't like. You know, I'll just, I'll look at something, no, I'm not putting that in my mouth. But there's always something, like fruit always looks good. Hmm. Or, you know, there's always something that I think, yeah, I could eat that. I can, so I'm not starving. Uh, uh, gosh, it's been, you know, months now. And lo weight loss wise, I've lost maybe eight or 10 pounds. Okay. You know, nothing. And I could, it was fine. I could stand to do that. You don't have to get it back. I, yeah. I, and, and as far as fatigue goes, I'll be, uh, again, in the, the, that middle, that middle few days, <clears throat> I can tire out and be kind of ready for a nap at five o'clock. But I'm not incapacitated, and my mm, I'm mentally alert. Now I'm a little jacked up now because I had my twelfth round of chemo yesterday. Oh, just and yesterday? Just yesterday. And one of the one of the cocktail they put in is Decadron, 
which is oh yeah the steroid that gets you a corticosteroid which reduces inflammation and, and and the edgy effects of the of the chemo and that i can usually stay jacked on that for a couple days bit of a stimulant it is a bit of a stimulant yeah um and i have to uh i have to turn to our old friend uh the uh, magic gummies for, for sleeping at night for, for those two days following chemo from the Mary Jane plant. Yep. But, um, yeah, get those from a local dispensary, but and I'm fine. And then after those two days, I can, I can sleep like a normal person. I okay. don't need anything. Good. You know, I'm not on any pain meds and, nice. you know, I'm, I'm doing actually pretty well. Now, during the dependency of this, fabulous disease my my PSA number kept going up you know that that's the prostate specific antigen I should back up a little bit how did we discover this how did yeah. we discover this in me yeah since your doctor is one of those <clears throat> guys who doesn't encourage getting PSAs how would you ever have gotten one? and and the reason as I know that you don't encourage PSAs is because there was that uh, studies that show a high incidence of false positives and getting people all worked up for no reason that plus, does removing prostates based on a high PSA result in less deaths from cancer? And it, but it does result in incontinence, impotence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Incontinence of urine, incontinence of stool, and impotence. Yeah, yeah. So now you've got a guy's got to flip the coin and go, okay, oh, what do I do? Do I have cancer? Well, in my case, the decision was made for me. You know, this is like walking into In and Out Burger. If you're familiar with the chain. You don't have to choose between tacos and everything. We got burgers. That's what we got. You're, you're here. You're getting a burger. All right. That's how it works. So, so how it worked with me, just very briefly, I was applying for a a better rate on a life insurance policy. I thought I was going to shop around a little bit, you know, because you can get better rates. Because mine, I bought so long ago. Eh. In the process, they make you take a blood test, and guess what? So my PSA was up to eleven, just like in in um oh come on uh, spinal tap spinal tap yes my my amp goes all the way up to 11 10 well, isn't enough mine mine went to 11 go see your doctor so i did that and life on 11 eventually eliminating all the other potential causes of high psa they said we gotta submit you uh, to a uh, biopsy and uh yeah that that's interesting um yeah they they go up the old Hershey Highway with something that looks like a sex toy that has a needle mounted to it that uh, takes 14 core samples from your prostate stabbing through your large intestine. Now, that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like absolute heaven, doesn't it? But I'll tell you what, it was not as horrifying. The reality was not as horrifying as the mental imaging that I was so getting. So how would you rate it? against a colonoscopy you know what i had a more uncomfortable colonoscopy than i had on this thing they they, they use uh, nova or lidocaine on you and you're laying there in the fetal position and it's 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 very weird at first but you know after the when you say fetal position you mean like sucking the on thumb the side and holding the blanket oh yeah gripping you know <laughs> crying with a pacifier in your mouth yeah pretty much yeah it was it was that kind of thing crying for your mother <laughs> it was it was there no no really actually and it got to the point really where i was able to carry on a conversation with my urologist while we're doing that 
And really at the end, after I even kind of went the old Clint Eastwood on him, I said, Doc, how many was that? I kind of lost count in all the excitement. <laughs> I don't know. Was it five or six? Yeah, was it five? He says, that was 14. We're done. All righty. Let's get out of here before you change your mind. Anyway, so it turned out after the biopsy, they discovered that I had, um, I had prostate or I had prostate cells in my cancer gland. Oh, gee. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I scored, I, I probably set a Hall of Fame number. On the Gleason score? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a first-round Hall of Famer. <sighs> they just went, boy, dude, you, you, you got the industrial strength stuff. Wow. So, okay, cool. And it, it just metastasized to your bones and maybe some soft tissue. And, okay, well, that's, uh, that's, that's cool. You know, so this so surgery just right out. So we're gonna bomb you with uh, a little radiation for in in your for your spine, and we're also gonna give you uh, six rounds of this chemo. Well, they're getting into the chemo, and my and they've given me the Lupron shot. And instead of going down, my PSA was at eleven. After a few rounds of chemo, it went up to one hundred and seventy-eight. <laughs> now, was it supposed to go up following the up treatment? There is a thing called the Lupron flare, I understand. Okay. When your body says, oh, hell no, we're not doing this, <laughs> you know, and we're, it fights back a little we're bit. We're doing something else. Yeah, we're, and it goes the opposite. So that, that's to be expected. But by the time they had, had climbed to 178, it couldn't be explained by the Lupron flare. In fact, they had taken my testosterone level and said, no, it's suppressed. It's definitely suppressed. So that ain't it. Um, I went to see a specialist at a, a large famous uh, California University who was who does nothing but prostate and they said well you know what don't panic um, I've seen this before let's extend your your uh, treatment out to this is after four I'd say we could extend it out to eight rounds because you're not suffering a lot of weird side effects and let's see what happens. Well, sure enough, on the next round, it dropped like 40 points. And then 40 points after that. And then I'm getting diminishing returns on the droppage. But on my latest one, I'm down to like 37, which is still high. But 37 beats the hell out of 178, oh, yeah, compared right? compared to what it was. Yeah. And my imaging is coming back, and it's looking kind of promising. You know, it's not advancing. The disease doesn't appear to be advancing. It's actually kind of, it's either arrested or actually... Maybe we're suggesting it might be going backwards. They don't want to, you know, raise their hands in victory yet. But um, I said, okay. So I, I saw one more specialist at a, at a different, large, famous university. And they go, uh, um, <clears throat> well, I have a clinical trial for you. But before we do that, I am of the opinion, the way I like to work things, is play the hand you're you're currently playing until it either doesn't work anymore, yeah, or the side effects get so bad you want to tap out. But don't change protocols because if you do that, we it don't. will it will uh, invalidate you for the for the uh, the trial. Yeah, I said okay, so that's what we're doing. So now we're we're at the present day. And yesterday I took my twelfth yes twelfth round of chemo, and so I talked to my local oncologist, I say, okay, look, where are, we, where are we going from here? This is 12. She goes, well, I'm going to talk to the, the other specialist and, uh, you know, stay the course, what he seems to think, and we'll see how you feel. But she, and I said, what, what does this look like to you? She goes, 
I've never seen anyone take 12 rounds of Taxotere oh. in my practice. She goes, I, they get to six, and by the time they get to six, they're done. They are tapping out. She says, I've never seen anybody take 12. <laughs> so I go, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm kind of a freak. <laughs> so after 12, what comes after that? 13. <laughs> I'm serious. If, just if, keep doing more and more. Huh? Uh, you know, if I'm tolerating it and uh, if the numbers keep going the right direction... Yeah. And until that doesn't, then we call the specialist guy and say, okay, I'm ready to do the clinical trial. Okay. Yeah. And the trial has something to do with, I, I read it and it's like kind of over my head, but uh, they deliver a radiographic um, agent. I'm not sure how, whether it's through the bloodstream or through, you know, however they get it in there. But this stuff, it's, it's almost like targeted... Uh, targeted radiation in that the the agent attaches itself only to the cancer cells. Excellent. It finds an affinity to the RNA or whatever that's on the cancer cells, leaves the good guys alone, and, you know, suppresses the cancer cells. So I'm thinking, all right, whatever. It's already in use in Europe and, and other parts of the world. It's approved here in the U.S. only for clinical trial thus far. But this doc said, you know... I really believe that within a year, the FDA will open the door on it and just say, yeah, anybody can use it. Yeah. It's, it's good to go. But right now it's clinical trial. So some of the things they're doing is finding it with antibodies or using the immune system. Right. Yeah, they have antibodies against the... Which reminds me, I should be getting uh, results from a, uh, a DNA test for uh, for that purpose. Okay. You know, um Genetics on study. the cancer. Yes, they're yes. sequencing your cancer. Oh yeah. Now, um, <laughs> which reminds me, we have a whole nother story to tell about my my DNA ancestry dot com discoveries. That's, that's another show. That's my favorite. Story. And and I'm yes, that's our teaser. How Larry found out he was not what he thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, stay tuned for that, kids. I think that would uh, you'll yeah. find that quite entertaining. But this. Uh, this cancer journey has been quite a quite a trip for me. Um, I, I wouldn't have known I had it. I was asymptomatic, had no clue. Once they started treating it though with the Lupron and that flare and all that stuff, I I did have incredible amounts of. It felt like muscle pain, but I rather suspect it was bone pain. Oh, okay. particularly my ribs. Oh boy, my intercostals to where I couldn't. It was hard to ride in a car. You don't realize how much you use your abdominals and your um, intercostal muscles when you're in a car i mean it would be if you were in a roller coaster you would notice it a lot but just simply in a car making a left or a right turn you to keep yourself upright in the seat you don't realize how often you're using your core muscles to try to to hold yourself up so you're not flopping back and forth you know, like the kids used to do in the like, back of the van. Yeah, yeah, like just for fun. What was the game they used to call? I can't remember. You know, it looked like little floppy dominoes, but um, it, it it was painful to ride around in a car. Or, or to give you another example, I'm at a restaurant drinking coffee, lifting the cup, holding the mug in my hand at at the you know chest level, and then bringing it up to my mouth. That that was actually effort. If I rested my elbow on the table or the counter and oh my did it, then I, I could do it pain-free. But that 
but holding your arm out away from the body requires core muscles at some level. Yeah. Uh, this is, and it was hard to get in and out of bed. You know, I think, and my wife, seriously, she thought I was, she just thought I was circling the drain. She was oh. pretty, she was pretty, <laughs> she, she thought, okay, no one's, no one's given me a sell by date, but she's looking at me thinking, and she's admitted it later. She said, ah, I figured three months, you know, oh. <laughs> but, but, um, I started the pain. I could control it with, uh, a mild opioid and Tylenol and, you know, and then after a while I just tapered off that. So I haven't taken any pain meds for that for, I don't know, since like December, November, something like that. So, yeah. So actually in a fairly good place right now. I, I am. Um, I mean, I look at the things that I, you know, whatever I can't do or shouldn't do or whatever, but there's still a large number of things I still can do. Okay. Notwithstanding the Lupron, you know. Including <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> including posting. podcasts, yeah. yeah. So there's that. So, you know, hopefully this could engender some questions from people listening in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should Ask me anything. You know, you're, knowing, you're going through it. You know somebody else that's going through it, whatever. Yeah. Hit me up. So the way they would do that, they just go to anchor.fm slash radio. Yeah. And there's a little link there for making their question or recording. Or they yeah. can do it uh, even in the description of the podcast episode through most of their podcast apps. They just click on the link and they can leave a message. We'll play it. Well, let's do it. I think that should happen. Yeah, those people raised their hands last week, and they didn't do it. Oh, well. Let's, They'll do let's it. Let, let's let them let, we'll do it. So anyway, that's kind of my little, uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't put this kind of crap on Facebook, and I, you know, I'm not one to go out and say, hey, everybody, I, you know, I got this thing. Uh, I, I'm not afraid to talk about it. You know, it comes up naturally in conversation, and most of the people I care about already know. So, you know. Our listeners are glad to hear you don't care about them. Right. No, 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 I'm saying I don't care about you <laughs> listeners. Uh, in fact, I'm going to reveal a whole lot more to you on my DNA <laughs> test story. That's, that's even a bigger deal than the... Uh, yeah, it more, kind of more is. Personal. It kind of is. It's way personal, and, and it's very... <laughs> uh, trust me, you'll, you'll want to listen in on that one. So you, you're putting out quite a tease for this one. Are we doing this next week, or are you just going to kind of hold on to it for someday? Well, okay, I would say no... No sooner or no later than next week. Seriously? We're going to do it. And we can do it next week. We can do it the okay. week after. Unless something really happens huge in the COVID, like I get COVID or something. So I'm sh- like a walking guinea pig. I mean, everything that could possibly happen now is happening to me. So it's like when we talk about this stuff, it's no longer theoretical. <laughs> That's the difference between when we we're on the radio and doing this. Yeah, Everyth- it was all theoretical. Everything now it's is like, Larry. It's all me. I, I, I've got every freaking disease known to mankind. We, we went from the doctor and not a doctor, from the doctor and the patient. Uh, absolutely. You know, I was lived 60-some years with no, you know, hell, I've never had a broken bone. I mean, I've never spent a night wow. in the hospital. No, you know, nothing. Wow. I've got all my wisdom teeth. i got my tonsils. Uh, you know, i got all my original parts, but they're starting to fail me now. So, you know, here we are. <laughs> And your you wife's did. looking at you and seeing how many miles you have left. Oh yeah, she's thinking, oh, should I sell this guy now? Should I?" She, you know, she's she's checking in a Facebook page to see, you know, who's old classmates, old classmates who's still on the block, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I got to make a backup plan here. <laughs> oh, that's awful. My my kids are coming through the house, looking at things, going, "Hey, you know what? Are they writing their names on things? Oh yeah, <laughs> they're tagging things. Hey, Dad." You know, your guns, um, you know, 
Yeah, I'm just saying, you got a pretty good gun collection here. I, I've always admired that one, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> piece of tape with his name on it. Yes, what, what is, why has Raymond put his name on this? I don't remember putting that on there. My baseball cards, my, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's tagging him. Okay. Dibs. So, well, with that, we'll, we'll move on and uh, look forward to hearing the full story. Yeah. Okay. So uh, write in your questions. I'm sure that's just going to set up a whole bunch more. Well, that's all we have for this week, folks. Tune in next week. Once again, you will hear Dr. Mark Bond say, until next time, stay in good health.